Good evening, guys. It's episode seven of Shakes' podcast, your favorite football online podcast. And um, today, I will not be doing it alone. I'll be doing it a very big football fan, a big Nigerian football fan. He supports Nigeria. Come rain, come sun, he's with the Nigerian national team. So I'll leave him to introduce himself. So introduce yourself, bro. Yeah, my name is um, Dio, Dio Banki. And uh, yes, I, I think I can refer to myself as a Nigerian football enthusiast. I am quite passionate and enthusiastic about matters relating to Nigerian football. I wouldn't really say I'm all that knowledgeable, but I think I am quite passionate. So yes, um, my friends call me Dio. Alright, that's cool. So um, so today, guys, we're going to be strictly talking about the Nigerian national team. The, their performance over the last two friendly, they just went, uh, went off against Tunisia and Algeria. So really, we're going to be focusing majorly on what went wrong and what, what um, the, the major talking points of the friendlies, the players and the coach itself. So that's the major talking point to be listening to today, guys. So let's go into the show proper. So deal. Um, Nigeria played Tunisia, Nigeria played Algeria. First Algeria, second Tunisia. We were beaten by Algeria 1-0. We drew against Tunisia 1-1. So what are your what could you talk about both games, your review of both games, how both games went for you? Yeah, thank you very much. Um okay. I think um the 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 Algeria match, I think uh, the Super Eagles uh, they demonstrated that they would continue to be a team <clears throat> that would be very, very hard to break down. And uh, they were very, very resolute. Uh, they were very, very determined. Uh, they uh, And they were very, very kind of like compact. Uh, um, I mean, if you look at the African Cup of Nations, they lost to Algeria by just a single goal margin, 2-1. Uh, in that friendly as well, um, they lost by a single goal just one goal margin. So that tells me that uh, the Super Eagles continue to be... Are you there? Yeah, me too. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, that, that, that tells me that the Super Eagles con- continue to be uh, a team that will be difficult for some of the best teams in the world to, to overcome. And they demonstrated that. Um, I don't think Nigerian fans want that. Um, I may be wrong, but I think a lot of Nigerian fans want to see a Super Eagles outfit that can... Um, in a way, stamp their authority on games, dominate, and then overcome some of the really, really big teams out there right now. To which, undoubtedly, Algeria is uh, one of the best. It is the best team on the continent as far uh, they are the African champions, even though they are not top on the FIFA ranking. So, yeah. uh, for me, Nigeria proved to be uh, a resolute side. All right. Um, so you're, I would like you to talk more on, on the games against um, Algeria specifically. Like, the expect Nigerians were actually, should be told, I and a very few, and some Nigerians I know, were actually waiting for a, a revenge. Because the AFCON finals, the, oh, sorry, the AFCON semi-finals, should be told, still hurts a lot of Nigerians Nigerians still did. And um, I remember in the press conference before the game, it was um, the pre-game um, uh, conference by um, Gonotro. They asked Gonotro that, is he going to be looking at a revenge from uh, for, for Algeria or is he just going to be a preparatory game? And Gonotro uh, said 
it's actually going to be a preparatory game that is not looking at a revenge against Algeria. But truth be told, a lot of Nigerians wanted a revenge against Algeria and the Algerian national team for what happened at AFCON. So, um, for me, I'll, I'll throw the question at you. Sorry. What did you do? Did you expect the Nigerian national team to put up a fight or not even put up a fight to beat the Algerian national team? Looking at the, the current players we had in the squad, considering we lost I mean, four major players, um, Osimen, Aribo, Indidi, and Itibo. Considering those, um, we lost those players and the quality of players we still have, did you expect that we'll put up a fight against the um, Algerian national team? And one more thing before you go in. Remember the Algerians also, they didn't feed, they didn't feed most of their best players. They fielded like just three or four of their regular starters. The remaining were guys that were, com- uh, were coming from the bench. So it was a team we expected that Nigeria should even put up a fight. It did not beat at least uh, get a draw. So, um, considering that, did you were you disappointed with the loss, or is something that you you were expecting? I mean, um, quite a lot of questions <laughs> were were packed. Uh, quite a lot of angles were packed into your question. Um, expectation. Um, for me, I, I, it's not so much about expectation, uh, but perhaps what I wanted to see. Um, I wanted to see a Super Eagles outfit that would be uh, purposeful, that would be compact, uh, and that would prove that they are on the way towards, uh, towards winning, qualifying for and winning the next AFCON. Um, I, I didn't see that. I still saw a team that uh, would always put up a fight. I still saw a team that would make things difficult for its opposition. And I still saw a team that perhaps can reach the semi-finals. Uh, regarding revenge, it would, it would really have been nice uh, for us to have taken our pound of flesh uh, from the Australians, for us to have exerted our revenge. Um, I think, like you rightly said, a lot of Nigerians really wanted that. For the friendly coming so soon after the outcome so yes we that, that would have been a sweet outcome uh but what has to be borne in mind is that the algerians they are no soft meat uh they are they are african champions for one thing that is a strong team that is a very very strong team and yes like you said they did not have their regulars just as we didn't have all our regulars but the players they put out there are still players uh, that could do the business and they did the business for them. And the coach is quite dynamic. Uh, His name escapes me right now, but the coach is quite revolutionary. He's revolutionary, you know, he's he's evolving uh, that team and he's making them a strong unit. So Nigeria came against a very, very strong side. Um, The result for me was slightly disappointing because I, I would have loved us to at least come out with a draw that match uh mm-hmm. but unfortunately it wasn't to be um i was a bit disappointed because i i, I thought that the algerians the algerians dictated the tempo for large parts uh the algerians played the game on their own terms because when we had possession they will hurry us and they will hound us to to see possession exactly so that they then dictated the game. I really mm-hmm. wanted us to dictate games more, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't see that. So we were playing catch up. 
trying to mm-hmm. catch up. And when we had the ball, they hurry us, collect the ball, dictate the tempo, take the fight to us. We get the ball, but immediately we get the ball, they hound our defenders to play a long ball. We lose possession and then they start to dictate the play all over. Uh, that was disappointing. I really wanted to see a super ego side to really stamp their own identity and authority. And I didn't see that. So um, unfortunately, we didn't have the revenge. The revenge would have been good. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have a draw. The draw as well would have been acceptable. Uh, but a loss was disappointing. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, for same, same here for me. I, it was actually a very painful, painful, like it was a very painful defeat. It wasn't something for like that was easy for me to swallow. Because I, I actually, I was very hot with past semi-finals. And see, see, see dates, it still, it still hurts me. So I was really expecting that we get our own pound of flesh. But really, the boys didn't really put up a fight. And um, I would, that would lead to another question. Since AFCON, as this thing should progress, I would, um, I would really like you to, to, to put that to bear. Like, what is your opinion on this thing? Like. This team, this the, the, when we we're going into the Afcon and into the Afcon proper, we complained. Nigerians generally, especially football lovers, complained of one thing: the team is still not fluid enough. There's still a kind of rigidity in the, in our style of play. Even though we try to we try to bring in that kind of attacking game from time to time, from time to time, but really, Nigerians complained a lot about how rigid the team is under Konotro in in that Afcon and post Afcon, but. Looking at these two friendlies, has the team grown from the Afcon, from that um, the Afcon team? Considering the fact that some players have left the team, players of like John Obimikel, Johnny Gallo, they've um, they've left the team. But most of those guys, 90% of those guys that went to Afcon, are still together till date, and we still have the same coach. But has that team shown a kind of progress, or is still the same thing we are seeing in the um, in the Afcon days? Thank you very much for that. Um... What we have to bear in mind is that after the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations, uh, the Super Eagles have played one, two, three, four, five, six. At the top of my head, the Super Eagles have played six, <clears throat> six match, six games. Yeah. Four of them, four of them friendlies. Two of two of them have con uh, quali- uh, qualifiers. Have con qualifiers. Right. Now, if you look at those games. The games against um, the games against Ukraine and Brazil were flare games. The, the Super Eagles actually came into their own in those games. So if you look at those two games immediately after Afcon, and if you were to ask the question immediately after that game, after those two games, the consensus would be like, yes, the team have improved because for you to get a draw against Ukraine, high European high flyers. And Brazil, that is Brazil, um, you hardly get better than that. So that sh- that team showed at that point that that team improved after the Afcon, and therefore for them to get the results they did against them, um, Lesotho and Benin, Benin haven't gone behind in each of those games. And this is the same Benin, if memory serves me right, that was the last team to defeat the current the current African champions, Algeria. Yeah, yeah. So yes, Benin yes, are right. not to be taken like a pinch of salt. So and and Lesotho as well. Um, the the score the goal they scored was just a goal worthy of any stage. So when you now look at it from that perspective, two highly remarkable draws against 
world-class oppositions, two wins against distant African sides, and then a narrow loss against Algeria, and then a decent draw against Tunisia, you have to say objectively, as disappointed as I am in the, in, the, in the last two matches, very disappointed because that is just one point out of a possible six in our last two matches. I was very disappointed. But you have to take the emotions out of it and go back to the heart of your question, which is, since 2019 African Cup of Nations, has that team evolved? Has that team improved? And from the evidence of when you aggregate all the six matches they played, you have to come to the conclusion that there are signs of improvement. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. there are signs of improvement. Uh, also, uh, new players uh, have been tried out in that period. Um, I mean, it was in the same period, if you remember, going back to your question, after AFCON, it was after AFCON that Aribo was unveiled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also fantastic goals and he, he he has proven to be a quality addition to the super eagles that mm-hmm. for me ticks the improvement box mm-hmm. uh after the african cup of nations Osimen uh, became a proper uh, thank you very much Osimen was in, unveiled as a not really unveiled but he more or less took over the mantle of uh the the, the mantle of the number nine position from igalo and he proved to be an instant success, an yes. instant hit. And you have to yes. understand that number nines traditionally struggle. I mean, Igalo went uh, many, many seasons before he started um, fulfilling his potentials for Nigeria. And it's not just mm-hmm. him. Traditionally, no, number nines actually struggle. Sorry about that. Somebody's calling me. Number nines actually struggle to, to not struggle, but they, ha- they actually start slowly. But Ossiman started like a, like a jet. Uh, so, like you rightly said, we've seen Ossiman. Aribo has come into the scene. Uh, Okoye has now shown that yes, he is a cap- capable uh, Super Eagles uh, goalkeeper. Um, Semia Jai has taken his place as a as a veritable uh, centre defender slash defensive midfielder. Um, we now you know, know that. Do you um, know what? You already, you already, you already going to. You already answering a question I'm going to ask you. So uh, just run it on for that on that angle that um, on the angle of as the team shown progress. Let's just so that you not you not have to answer yeah, questions. I'm going to, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so basically from the uh, from the outcome of the last six matches and from unearthing new players and for how those players have actually settled into the roles uh, and how players, even in these last two friendlies, I'm not, uh, well, just to mention Akpoguma uh, uh, and um, and that uh, young child Zaidu, that plays in, Zaidu, 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 Zaidu yes, and even that young child that plays in Denmark that didn't do so well, oh, but... Oh, uh, uh, Onyeka, Onyeka, Frank Onyeka, Onyeka. Yes. So, of how the those players have settled in, I think, overwhelmingly, there have been improvements. All right, that's that's beautiful. Okay, what so um, what I said that's, that's I said that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Like the the your perspective, your perspective on that question. So um, another question I would I would love to try to is that in the in the two friendlies that we played, what which players impressed you? Which player or players impressed you the most that you know? Okay, these guys really stood out in their performances. 
the new the new guys called up and also the existing guys that have been with the team since AFCON. Which of the guys impressed you the most in both of our friendly games? Hmm. Um, Alex Iwobi impressed me a lot. His work rate has really improved, and um, he, he's he's showing to be, although he's not a captain, but he's, he's he's building himself up to be a true leader. He covers a lot of grounds. He works very very hard. He does both the defensive and the offensive side um, part of his game. He really impressed me a lot. Hinacho uh, as well impressed me uh, a lot. He put in a very very decent shift when called upon supporting the midfield, supporting the defensive midfield and scoring when um, scoring with the, with the chance he got, although he missed the penalties, I was really good. very impressed. Uh, another player that, I mean, I, Ahmed Musa even impressed me as well because he was always, even against, um, against in both matches, always full of running, uh, willing to make things happen and he, and he still has, even uh, he's been around for a long time, but he still has this passion and desire and I, I like that. Um, who else? Well, you are forgetting Leon Balogun. No, um, no, I'm coming to that. You know, as as um, Zaidu as well. Um, he 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 just took to 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 the Super Eagles international football like Doctor Water. It seems as if he's been playing forever. Uh, especially the first the first game, especially against Algeria. He did so well against Algeria. I know, I know. You it's just it, it's unbelievable. I mean, you you, you know you, you know Shege that um, some players you hear so much about them and and fans are clamoring for their invitation and you are hearing this, hearing that, and then they they, they get to be invited and they play. And you're like, what was the hype all about? Oh <laughs> well, no, he lived up to the he he exceeded the hype, so he he, he can be proud of himself. Um, Karo Nebuei coming back into international football after injury nightmare really put up a very, very good shift against the Algerians. Um, Leon Balogun has really, I wrote a piece uh, in a blog uh, to which I said he's a born again uh, defender with evidence of speaking defensive tongues that will take you to center defense, a center defender's uh, paradise. Mm. Uh, <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> his calm is composed and he drives the ball forward from the back to the front like like, like a terrorist driving a lorry through a crowd non-stop it's just it was beautiful to see all, all right let me, let me put you on the spot here your top three best performance like your top three from number one to number two to number three in both friendlies let me put you on the spot your top Bal- three Balogun Iwobi and Zayat Sanusi. Easy. All right. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I also buy into I also buy into the the same opinion. I buy into that same opinion. For me, Leon Balogo was he was class above every other player. But the other players also impressed. Um, Zaidu really impressed me. I was impressed, especially against Ojira. I did so well. Mm-hmm. And um, Iwobi Iwobi was was a tick of it in the midfield, especially against Tunisia. He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. He did very well. Yeah, that's that's cool. So let me throw let me throw another question at you. Um, which among like the, the the next thing we are looking at in November is the Afcon and the World Cup qualifiers. Those are the next thing on the plate of the, uh, the Nigerian national team. So, who are the players that we should be looking at among the new guys that we called up? Um, I, I would still say uh, what's his name? This guy. Uh, this uh, our striker. Uh, the 
what's his name? The guy that plays at Midland. I don't know his, why his name is also running away from my head is right it? now. That plays against Paul. Oh, no, oh, no, Paul, exactly. Inclusive of Paul Onoachi. So, um, which who are the players that you're you're thinking we need that need that that should be the fulcrum of this team going into our uh, qualifiers in our World Cup and um Afcon qualifiers? Who are the players that should be the fulcrum of this team? Looking at the performances in this friendly and the guys that will add up to this team when they when they are back from injury. So, who are the guys that you should be thinking? Okay, these are the guys Ross should be focusing on. In our in our qualifiers, the fulcrum of the team. When it comes to the attackers, uh, for me, uh, they still remain Ahmed Musa, uh, Moses Simon, Ihenacho, uh, Cyril Dezes, Ejuke, uh, and obviously uh, Osimen when he comes back. Easy. All right. Attackers uh, slash wingers. Um, when it comes to the midfielders, uh, Iwobi, obviously. Uh, indeed, he wants his back. Um, indeed, he wants his back, and then uh, it's obviously table uh, and then Aribo. Obviously, um, I still believe that there's a place for uh, Raymond Aziz uh, simply because he's been there, he's done that, uh, and he brings a particular kind of different dimension. So there's a place for him as well. All right. Uh, so when it comes to the defense. Sanusi all day, uh, Akpoguma definitely, Ebuei, Semi Ajayi, Collins, uh, Olai, no. But the defense is actually, it's, um, it's packing up right now and some people would have to give way. Uh, so it's going to be a difficult one because uh, now you've got Sanusi, you've got Ebuei, you've got Collins, you've got Olai, no. Uh, uh, and then you've still got Shewa Abdullahi. Um, I mean, Shewa Abdullahi is not exactly a fan favourite, but he's a favourite of mine uh, because I still believe that uh, he's a versatile player. Mm-hmm. But I will put him on a standby list. Um, but you've got Leon Balogun, you've got uh, Ekong, uh, and you've got Omaruo. So I think uh, those will make the, the, the centre defence uh, and also Semi Ajayi. Uh, and then when it comes to the goalkeepers, <laughs> this is the funny one actually because. I- Answers surprisingly, we were complaining we were lack of options, we, we lacked options as at 2019 and as at 2020. Now we are we, we could proudly say we have so many options, and these guys are not just uh, any options, these are very decent options that could, could turn up for us any day, anytime. It's just surprising for me. Our goalkeeping situation right now. Of course, of course, it's this. It's you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, um, it's going to be too. Uh, it is going to be too early for Ezenwa because I don't think that the local league is going to be uh, operational anytime soon. Yeah, operational on time for him to mount a serious challenge. But um, I know that uh, people do not fans are not crazy about Akpeyi. But if he's back from injury, he's still available. And um, and Uzoho, if Uzoho starts to taste game time uh, in Cyprus, he is still very much very available. And I know he's come up for criticisms recently, but I still rate him. I rate him a lot. Um, and so you've got Uzoho. So if I'm asked to pick three goalkeepers, and all of the ones we have, all the options we have are fit, except Zenwa. Uh, if I'm asked to pick three, oof, Akbei. Uzoho and Okoye. Uh, I'm sorry, I will, ha- I will have to revert to type. Uh, yeah, 
They are at the moment uh, the, the the top three, uh, and I would still say all are available is going to have to be three of them. All right, all right. So now let me put you on the spot. You are going to throw your first eleven going into into our, um, our next game, our Afcon games and our World Cup qualifiers. You are you're, you're going to throw your next your your first eleven, considering the fact that okay, this guy sh- this guy showed up their their performances in these recent friendlies and posts. This friendly also. So generally, your 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 first eleven. I'm not I'm not gonna raw, uh, and uh, my, my 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 choice would not be universally acceptable because they will be based on my. It doesn't my own... have to be. It's your own. <laughs> it's your. That's I'm putting you on the spot here. Assuming you're gonna draw, who will be your first eleven going into our next games? Okay. Um, obviously, um, um, okay. Um, up front. Um, let me see if you can okay, up front. Uh, so going going by Gennard Ross uh, formation, when you have four defenders, uh, two holding midfielders, one attacking midfielder, uh, two wingers, uh, and then one forward. I think. All right. Uh, Oh, obviously, um, Ossiman would be my number nine, uh, and then he's going to be flanked by uh, Moses Simon on the left, uh, and on the right uh, you're going to have Chukweze, uh, the attacking midfielder. Uh, um, he will be all day. Uh, now the holding midfielders uh, is going to have to be Ndidi and Aribo. All right. Uh, it's going to have to be Ndidi and Aribo. And the centre defenders, Balogun is there all day. I mean, unless he's injured, he's mm-hmm. just going to have to make the team. So it now the question is who partners him. I would actually risk Akpoguma. Uh, yeah, I would risk Ak- Akpoguma to start uh, yeah, to partner Balogun. Uh, on the left, um, on the left, I will drop Sanusi. Uh, and I'll reinstate Aino on the left, uh, and on the right, um, on the right, I'll put um, what's his name, Ebuehi, on the mm-hmm. right, and that will be my starting eleven. Your goalkeeping goalkeeper? Oh, my goalkeeper. Uh, if Ape is fit, uh, he's the oldest. He's the most experienced. Um, he had a fantastic season in South Africa. He's, a, he's an excellent shot stopper, a veteran of the African football. Um, he, Akpei, though not a fan favorite, would start for me. All right, all right, that's great. So, and um, two more questions. Um, so now, I would like to ask you, who, which players should we look at? Like, should we just let me not say completely? The word completely is not be ash. But which player should we not look at even inviting for the next our next um, games, considering how they performed this international friendly? Who are the players that we, we should we should not even think that okay, they should not be in the team. Come next, um, come November, who are the players that you think shouldn't come into the team, considering the fact that they they didn't do well these two games that we played. I may have to disappoint you because um, I don't think any player should not be invited. 
uh, not at all. Um, I was very, I wasn't happy about the results of the last two games, but I was 100% satisfied with the commitment of each and every every of those players. All right. Uh, they, they played with passion. They played with pride. They played with patriotism. They played with hunger, and that I want to see in Super Eagles players. So on the basis of that. I'm, I'm not going to advocate. I, I am not one to advocate that any of them should not be invited. Having said that, I think uh, an alternative question that I'll answer is: which of those players may have to give way for mm-hmm. other promising or perhaps I don't want to use better, but maybe options that I think are, would guarantee greater success, more guarantee, more guarantee to provide success, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that in a center forward position, uh, when you have um, when you have Ostimen available, uh, when you have Ihenacho available, when you have Dessas available, these are fluid, cunning, crafty, fast center forwards. Um, dropping any of them for Ohuna, uh, um, for Onuachu, Onuachu would be difficult. So. Purely on the basis of competition, mm-hmm. uh, I would struggle to include Onuachu. Not because he his performance was below standard. I was quite satisfied with the heart in which he wore his sleeves. Even though I think he may have performed better, but I love him. I love his commitment. He's uh, full-blooded Nigerian, ready to die on the page. I, I, I love such players. I love that. I, I can never knock players down for commitment. But because of competition, I think he might lose his place for me. Uh, another player that would lose his place purely on competition is Frank Oyeka, simply because we do have some flair center midfielders. Uh, I mean, flair and mature center midfielders. Um, why would I? How would I justify bringing Oyeka uh, when Aribo is? Fit when Aziz is available, uh, when uh, again, uh, what's his name, Peter Etebo is available. Um, I, I, I would not be able to drop any of those ones for um, Onyeka. Samson Tijani, his time will come, so he's definitely not going to be in contention against purely on competition. Um, so I've mentioned three Onyeka, Tijani. And um, Paul, and then the goalkeepers. If our goalkeepers are available, uh, Alan Pasu uh, and Matthew Yakubu can as well be on holiday, be on international football holiday for that period. Uh, they will right. not be coming either. All right, all right. That's that's. And, and sorry, one last player. Me, uh, I love I love Mikelagu so much. I really really like him. But uh, the way Semi Ajayi performed, particularly in the match against Tunisia, yeah, uh, did very has, well. Has, yeah, yeah, it's true. Has piled pressure on um, Agu because you know that uh, Semi Ajayi now is a potential centre back and defensive midfielder. So because of that, Agu as well would have to go, not because he performed poorly, but for competition six. Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get. All right. So the last question: the future of Gunnar's role with the team is he is he trusted? Is this on we we should trust with the team going into the next half corner, the next World Cup? His future, because there has been sorry, there has been a lot of 
talks about especially this this friendlies and i don't buy into that idea that actually because we just like we should like using this last two friendly just to uh cover up all the great things we've been doing in the past i don't buy into that idea but on especially on um on twitter there has been a lot of talks of gonna throw not if we don't trust it with the future of this team blah 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 and everything so for you what do you think of Gonotro and his future with the Spike Girls of Nigeria? I'm worried for him. I'm really, really worried for him. Um, and the reason why I'm worried for him is because I, I, I've been led to believe that he has signed a contract. I don't know whether it's true or not. I'm just going by media reports. I've been led to believe that he has signed a contract um, stipulating that he needs to win the, African, the next African Cup of Nations to determine whether or not his contract will be renewed uh, to take Nigeria further or to the World Cup to re-qualify. Uh, and the reason why I said I'm worried for him is because, and I'm going to sound very controversial, um, yes, I have seen signs of improvements in the team, massive improvements, and yes, I like the commitment, the, the determination, the drive I see in the team, but I still don't think this is an AFCON winning team. I still feel, on what I've seen so far, if we come against Algeria again in an AFCON um, elimination stage match, I still fear that we might lose. Uh, in which case, if what we've been told about him and his contract is to be believed, then we'll be sacked. Uh, if we come against a tough, tough um, um, Senegal, uh, or a top Ivory Coast, or, or Morocco, or, or Morocco, or Egypt. I am. I cannot put my hand to heart to say that I believe that uh, he can overcome. I was a. I was quite young um, in 1994 when we qualified for the first World Cup, uh, and I did. Uh, my knowledge about football and life is not what it is right now. But at that stage, I looked at that team and I said. This is an Afcon winning team. This team can go to the semi-finals of the World Cup. I was that confident. Um, even in 2020, even in 2000, uh, when we hosted the African Cup of Nations, I was confident that that was an Af that that was uh, a tournament winning team. Yes, we came, sadly we came second under controversial circumstances, but going into that tournament, I can bet with you that that team can win the Afcon. Unfortunately, as exciting as interesting and as um let's say positive this team is they don't strike me yet as a tournament winning team so because of that i'm like and if Rod doesn't win the next tournament then he loses his job beautiful i i really loved your analysis on on um on on General, all the questions we threw, I threw at you so far, and um, you really did so well answering the question. I really enjoyed having you on the show. So that'll be that'll be a wrap, majorly on the show today. Um, um, so guys, that that will be it. You could listen to this um, episode on various streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the likes. And um, you would um, anywhere you see this, you can like, you can subscribe, and you can also comment on any of the shows, any platform you listen to it. So that'll be it, guys. Do thank you so much for coming up on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, All everyone. Right. All right, and guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Arriva, we'll definitely uh, do this another, another, another time. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs>